Oh, what's going on? It's the Tamale Mafia podcast where everything and nothing collide, and today is the day. Today's a day for lovers to unite, for those special dates, the chocolates, the flowers, the cards. Today's the day when you put on the songs that have Nehu in it. It's the, it's the Nehu. You know what I'm talking about, the Nehu. The, the Nehu. You know what I'm talking about. You put your boys to men on. Girl, relax. Let's go slow. Right? Maybe you got that Edwin McCain love song. And I'll be. <laughs> what's, your, what's your song? What's your, you and your, your significant other? What's your love song? Is it, uh, God bless the broken road. Let me stray to you. <laughs> What is it? What is the song? Today's the day for relationships. And I thought I thought I would tell you today the greatest relationship story ever told. You know, some relationships are like fairy tales, right? Somewhere somebody's got that fairy tale relationship story. Uh met in a coffee shop or, you know, she was puking on my shoes in the alley on the way out of a bar. I don't know. Whatever your story is. This story... uh, This story is not like those stories. Because those stories... Well, the stories that you want to tell today are the stories that have a happy ending, right? The stories that are like... We, you know, maybe there was a struggle in the beginning and then we fell in love. I don't know. It's a love story. It has a happy ending, but... The story I'm going to tell you today didn't quite end the same. I mean, if hilarious equals happy ending, then yeah. But if happy ending means ended up together forever, then no. This whole thing did not take place on Valentine's Day. This this whole thing took place, uh, it was several years ago. It was in the month of October, and the photo that I used for the for the uh, title shot of this episode, that police SUV, that is an actual photo from the night that this happened. Before we launched this podcast three weeks ago, way before, years ago, I had a corporate job, and in the corporate job, I had a cubicle. Everybody's familiar with the cubicle. You might be sitting at one right now. In this cubicle, uh, there was like a station of four cubicles with, you know, walkways around. So the station of of four, or I don't know, I think maybe at the time it was, they expanded it to six. They added a couple at the end, maybe. I don't remember the exact setup, but right across from me and maybe one seat down, on the, you know, the other side of the aisle, there was a guy that sat there. For whatever his name was, we called him Spice Rack. Okay? Spice Rack was kind of a mis- mysterious character. He, he was extremely smart. Um, we were all engineers. He was well-educated. 
but his personal life didn't really reflect the way he um, presented himself at work, I guess. When you first meet Spice Rack or you first come across Spice Rack, you would kind of think that he was the type of guy that would do LARPing on the weekends, which is like live action role playing. So you like dress up as your favorite comic book character or video game character and you go out in the woods and you sword fight with wooden swords or whatever, lightsabers, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what they do. That was the kind of impression you got from Spice Rack when you first met Spice Rack, but I quickly found out that Spice Rack had a whole other side to him. He invited me over to his house one time, and, and he was like, I'm a drummer. Well, I was in bands, you know, I play the guitar and stuff, and so I was like, hey, we're putting a band together, and we're looking for a drummer. So he's like, come on over. So we go over, and we do this thing, you know, we jam in his house. He's got a drum room, and his, it was it was fine, but I never pictured Spice Rack as a drummer, so that was a little bit of an interesting, like, oh, this guy's got other dimensions to him. And then he was like, oh, there's my girlfriend's in the in the room down the hall. She might come out later. She might not. Which is, you know, I don't know. I mean, you go to somebody's house and, you know, you find out there's somebody else in the house, but they you don't know if they're going to come out or not. It's just kind of, I don't know. It's a little awkward. So we're in the jam room and all of a sudden, you know, then, you know, sometime in the night, this his girlfriend walks in and it was not anything that I would have pictured in the situation for Spice Rack. I, I, while I was surprised by his ability to be a drummer, I was also surprised by his choice in girl because his girlfriend was, uh, well, I mean, she was black to begin with. He was very, very white. So there was that little dynamic, which is whatever, not a big deal. But he was like super nerdy white kid and she was like super... Um, how do you say it? <laughs> she was like super hip hop. Kind of thuggish. Okay. I don't know how to say that. The proper describe descriptor is. There was so obviously some cultural differences between the two. And I was I found that to be interesting. Just the way she presented herself, the way she talked. It was like, whoa, this is an interesting dynamic here. So once that kind of like settled in and I was, you know, wow, he, he chooses girls that are probably like his exact opposite and that's what he's into. So that's cool. So there were some dimensions to Spice Rec that were a little bit like mysterious. So one day I'm sitting at my desk, my cube, and I had just, I was planning to work late. So I had just gone to uh, the, the little place down the street and gotten a burrito for dinner come back I'm sitting at my desk I start to unwrap my burrito my phone rings and it's spice rack all right I answer uh hey what's up and he goes man hey what are you doing and I was like oh dude I'm I'm at work I'm still I'm just about to eat a burrito because I'm planning to put in some more time here and he was like oh I was gonna see if you wanted to help me out with something and I was like dude well, yeah what you got going on so he's like I need to get my car back from my girlfriend things aren't really working out and so she has my car and I want to get it back tonight. Dude, I have made a lifetime decision years ago to any time something presented itself to me like this, I have to say yes. I mean, if it sounds like it might be a good story later, I mean, I helped this guy get his car back. There's some, there's some adventure inherently built into that statement. 
I couldn't say yes fast enough because I was like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen tonight, but it's going to be a good story. Like that was the bottom line. And I had to say yes. So I was like, dude, let me finish this burrito and I'm headed over there. So slam the burrito checked out. Like I got to go. I go, I go to Spice Rack's place and, uh, he's kind of gathering stuff and he goes, okay, look, this is some of her stuff. Things didn't work out. We broke up. I haven't heard from her in a few days, but she has my car and I need to get my car back. I'm like, well, how are you going to do that? He goes, I got an extra set of keys. I'm like, perfect, dude. It's your car. Extra set of keys. We're going to go. We're going to find where the car is. We're going to take it back. He was like, ah, yeah, but I kind of feel like I need to tell her. And I was like, dude, don't, don't tell her. Because if you tell her that we're coming to get the car, she may not respond the way you you might want her to respond. Like it could be a confrontation or something. She might she might take the car and hide, you know, put it somewhere else. And we might not be able to find it. Like, don't tell her we're coming to get her to get the car. Just tell her, hey, we've got some of your stuff, and we're gonna bring it to you because you know I don't want it in my house anymore. Then. We find out where she is, we take the stuff, dump it on the curb, whatever, I don't care, grab the car, and we go. He's like, nah, man, that's just, that's like, that's kind of rude, like, I can't, I don't feel like we can, like, I can do that to her, I mean, she has kids, and she, her kids are probably in the car, and their stuff is in the car, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, I'm like, dude, it's your, it's your car, man, it's your night, whatever you feel like is the best, I just think, if we tell her, it's probably not going to go well. Yeah, but, you know, the kids, I was like, I understand, whatever. Do whatever you want. I'm here for you, man. I'm just here for you. So, he, you know, he's calling. He's trying to text and be like, hey, where are you at? Uh, I got your stuff. Now, he's handing me stuff, so I'm I'm putting it in my truck. So, I'm like, okay, here's like a bag of stuff. I don't know what's in there. A trash bag full of stuff. Here's a, a game, like a, a board game, like the game of life or Monopoly or something. Which, if it was the game of life, that would be hilarious. But I think it was Monopoly. Put that in the seat. He hands me a laptop in a box, like, still sealed up. Like, obviously, not a cheap laptop. Put that on the seat. Whatever, some other stuff. Just stuff, you know. Stuff that people leave behind when relationships end. And so he's gathering this stuff, he's handing it to me, I'm putting it in the truck, and then he's like, oh yeah, and this dog. So there's this little dog running around, and I wish I could remember the dog's name, I can't remember the dog's name, but there's this little dog, it's like a, like a Jack Russell Terrier or something, running around. He's like, oh, and the dog, and I'm like, the dog is hers too? And he's like, yeah, I go, she left her dog behind? Who does that? She She just took off, she took the car, but she didn't take the dog, I mean... You know, we put the dog, get the dog in the truck. I'm like, okay, everybody's in the truck. Let's go. Where's she at? So we find out where she's at. She's, you know, it's, um, it's at a hotel, okay? The car's at a hotel. So we get in the truck. We're driving. And I'm like, dude, what? How did she end up with your car? And he goes, oh, man, she didn't have a car. So uh, she needed a car. She's got kids and stuff, you know? So she needed a car. And so I bought her this car. So I'm thinking... He was driving a Honda, so I'm thinking, you know, Honda, Toyota, something like that. So I'm like, what kind of car is it? He goes, uh, it's a Cadillac. I'm like, you bought her a Cadillac? He goes, well, yeah, she wouldn't take anything less. I mean, she was really adamant that she needed a really nice car. And I was like, oh, oh, man. So 
how did you guys meet? Like, where did he was like, Oh man, she was, um, she was homeless at the time that I met her and I felt really bad. So I like, basically she started living with me and, you know, I was trying to take care of her. I was giving her money. Uh, I was paying her bills and, uh, I bought her this car and I was like, dude, that is, I mean, okay. Where did you meet? He met her on Craigslist. All right. She, uh, now I didn't ask questions. Okay. There's so many questions to be asked, but I didn't ask the questions because some things you don't want to know. Like sometimes you ask a question, you don't really need the answer. So I didn't really need the answer to this, to these questions, but I was like, how did you exactly did you meet her? And he's like, Oh, well I got on Craigslist and, and you know, she was, I got a massage. She like, she came over, she had an advertisement for doing massages. She came over and she gave me a massage. And while she's giving me this massage, she's telling me like, how she's struggling and she's, you know, going through all this stuff. And I was just like, Hey, I can help you out. And I was like, Oh, wow, dude. I mean, just straight like that, like from Craigslist to in his house to like, just move on in because you're struggling. I mean, I don't know, man, that's so risky to me. So we're driving, we get down, uh, we get to the place where she's at and he's like, okay, she's not quite here yet but she's coming. Okay. So I'm like, you know, I had been watching dog, the bounty hunter for a while. So, you know, I'm like, all right, dude, I'm going to park in the back of the parking lot. We're going to, we're going to have a good view of the street and the entry and exit way. We're going to make sure we see her coming. We're going to know how this is going to go down. We're going to get a good view. You know, we're not gonna be surprised here. Nobody's going to come up behind us. I'm backed into a parking spot. You know, I'm, I'm being, I'm dog, the bounty hunter. Now we're going to get this car back. And I got a Jack, little Jack Russell Terrier sitting on my lap uh, watching this whole thing unfold. So parked there. Here she comes. Here comes the Cadillac. Boom. It pulls in. And you know how like hotels or I guess motels or whatever. I can't remember what brand it was. But you know how like hotels have like that entrance turnaround thing like pull through. So you, you drive in and there's like a covered carport that you can drive through. You can park there. You go inside. You get your room key or whatever. You come back. So she pulls in and she parks there and she gets out and she goes inside the lobby. So Spice Rat goes, oh, there she is. Like, okay, I'm going to be right back. And I was like, dude, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, I'm sure. I'll be right back. Like, you need me to go with you? He's like, no, I got this. It'll be fine. Oh, and he had a purse. (laughs) That's right. He was carrying a purse. He had a purse, her dog, her stuff. I was like, whoa, okay. So the way he had gotten her her information is because over the course of the first of the previous days he had been um paying for her to stay in hotels after she left him. So she was going to she was moving hotels and he was going the premise was I'm going to meet you there so that you can use my credit card to pay for this hotel stay which is what he had been doing already. Anyway, he goes inside I'm watching the dogs in my lap. Like the dog is watching. Like we're, we're like, now we're invested me and the dog. We got a relationship. We're buddies. We're, we're, I'm holding him. You know, we're watching this thing unfold. We know it's not going to go well. So spice rack walks across the parking lot and into the lobby. And I'm thinking in my head, like this might not go well. And I'm not really in a position where I can back him up because I'm across the parking lot. I, you know, so I decided I'm going to get closer. So I, I 
drive the truck around and I pull in to that little carport parking area. I pull in behind the Cadillac. Now, now my truck is directly behind the Cadillac. And I see the Cadillac is full of people. Okay. I, when he said she had kids, I was thinking she had little kids. She had like adult sized kids. People, not children, like people, like four of them in the car. (laughs) And so I'm like, oh, oh no, (laughs) this is not going to go well. Cause now we're severely outnumbered. Like even with, if you give the dog on our side, we're still severely outnumbered in this thing. So I'm waiting. The dog is watching. We're like sitting there behind this Cadillac. We're waiting for Spice Rack to come out of the lobby because he's in there. All of a sudden, man, the door flies open to like the front of the hotel. The door flies open. And this girl comes out way like I'm talking arms over her head. Oh, hell no. You ain't fixing to take my car. Hell no. Screaming at the top of her lungs and... You know, Spice Rex, like, I can't hear him because he's, obviously, he's, he's a whole different persona. So he's, he's like, I see his mouth moving, but I don't know what he's saying. And she's just at the top of her lungs. I mean, arms over her head. Hell no! You ain't taking my motherfucking car! And so, he come, they come around the front of the car. She opens the door. She goes to get in. And he's holding the door open, okay? He's not letting her close the door. And now I can hear him because my window's, like, I crack my window down. Me and the dog are both like, oh, shit. And so she is now saying this is her car because he gave her the keys and she's been driving it. She's been driving it since they bought it on the lot. When they bought the car, when he bought the car, he handed her the keys and she drove it from there. So technically this car is like a gift now. And she's driving it, and all her stuff is in it. And so she knows that she is, like, possession is nine-tenths of the law. So, like, she has the car, so it's basically her car. So he's going, oh, no, I'm going to take this car back. And she's like, no, you ain't taking my car back. So he says, I'm going to call the police. Now, I'm seeing, like, in my head, me and the dog, we're talking, like, are you watching this? I'm watching this thing unfold through my windshield like I'm watching cops on TV. I mean, this is like the best reality show I've ever seen in my life. And I'm envisioning a car full of people like pounding all of our asses, okay? Well, this is not going to go well. So it's ramping up. It's getting crazier. He's saying he's going to call the police. So I'm in the car like going, yes, call the police. And the dog is like, call the police. I'm watching, he pulls his phone out, and he's got a flip phone, okay? He pulls his little flip phone out, pops the lid, and starts dialing. And I'm like, hell yeah, call the police. I'm like, like basically, the dog and I had just finished popping popcorn at this point. Like, we were, we were like into this. He's dialing somebody on the phone. He's still holding the door so she can't get, so she can't shut it. My phone starts ringing, okay? I look down at my phone and it says spice rack i am not the police in this situation or any other situation at any time in my life have i ever been accused of mistaken for or considered the police 
why is he calling me? I'm looking at the phone and the dog is looking at me like, is that who I think it is? And he's standing over there looking at his phone and I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, oh, hell no. So I answer the phone and I'm like, hello. <laughs> and so he goes, he's like, dude, I need your help. I need your help. And I'm like, fuck. Oh, okay. 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 So I hang up. I'm like, I don't know. What the hell am I going to do? There's a car full of people. Now, Take this as you want to, okay? This is not politically correct. I had, I was, I never knew that I was afraid of a car full of black people until this moment. Never did I ever consider that I would be uh, uncomfortable or scared in this situation. So I open my door, and the dog's looking at me like, "You're not about to," and I'm like, "Dude, yes." I have to. And so now the dog is, is like, he took over the popcorn. He's eating the popcorn on his own. I shut the door and I like, I do that thing where you like, uh, flex up your chest, you know, and your shoulders as much as possible so that you look a little more like intimidating or you try to look as big as possible. Like if a bear was coming at you, you would try to do this move so that the bear would think, Oh God, I'm not going to take on that beast and run away, right? So I do that move and I start walking towards this car. Now, they're still yelling at each other at the car and I'm walking up and all of a sudden she looks at me and she goes, what are you fixing to do? What are you fixing to do? Like, I'm going to do something to her, you know? So she's like on the defense. So I go, whoa, 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 hey, hey, I, I'm, not, I'm just here to help. I was like, look, give it, I think you should give him the car. And he's, she's like, I ain't giving him the car. So I'm like, okay, she's not giving you the car. I'm no help in this situation. I didn't want to be help in this situation. So he's like, dude, I'm not giving her the car. And so I go, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> she's not giving you the car. So I was like, look, I think, I think you should actually call the police if you really want to. At, when I said that, I don't, I don't think the car was running. I think she started the car and put it in drive all in like one fluid motion, like took off, right? She's wheels squealing, door flying open, you know, she peels out and she just hauls ass through the parking lot. And I'm like, go, 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 go. I mean, I immediately go into like, you know, we're dog the bounty hunter. Leland, hit the door, you know, that kind of thing. So we, we run, I run. Uh, Spice Rack comes around the truck. We get in the truck, and now, I'm now we're Dukes of Hazard through this parking lot. I'm trying to catch this Cadillac. She made the, I guess, the mistake of thinking there was another some kind of alternative exit, but there's only one way in and out of this parking lot, and and I was blocking one of those entrances. So she goes through the parking lot around the back of the hotel. There's no exit or entrance back there. So I pull the old. You go this way, I go that way, move. I back up and I go around and now we, we confront like head to head in the parking lot where there's cars parked on either side, you know. She pulls into a parking space, I block her in. Totally illegal, but did it anyway. Jump out of the truck. Now I'm like, it's going to be a fight or something. You know, it's going to get more, it's going to escalate from here. He's on the phone, spy stretch on the phone with the police, actual police this time. The dog is flying around the back like trying to keep his feet because we're Dukes of Hazard through this parking lot. So Spice Rack's like, yeah, this girl, she took my car, man. And so 
Now the police are coming. So we block her in, jump out of the truck. He's like, yeah, I just called the police. And she's like, I don't give a fuck. Call the motherfucking police. And so I'm like, dude, there's a lot of confidence in these statements. You know, she's like not caring that the police have been called. So he's got an extra set of keys, right? He is trying to pop the trunk of the car so that he can, I guess because she said that all her stuff was in the car. So he's trying to like pop the trunk so he can dump all her stuff out and take his car. So every time he pops the trunk, she slams it shut. And so they're doing this while they're screaming at each other. Or I guess they were screaming at each other. She was screaming. He was probably still on the phone with the police or something. He's popping the trunk. She's slamming it shut. He's popping the trunk. She's slamming it shut. And so I'm like, Fuck, man, this isn't going anywhere. So I tell, like now her, her kids, her grown-ass adult kids are out of the car. And I'm like hi <laughs> i have your mother's stuff in the back of my truck and i don't really want it in there anymore now there's like chaos happening around me but i'm trying to like keep it cool because i don't want to get jumped by a car full of people you know bigger and badder than me right so the like that one of the girls is like yeah okay let me get the stuff so i go around the truck open the door there's the trash bag, the game of life or whatever it is, the laptop, you know, I'm handing stuff. I'm just, they create a little, you know, everybody walks up and I'm just handing stuff out. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Get the stuff out of my truck, shut the door. The stuff goes around. Now the stuff is in the car, I guess, or something. I don't know where, what happened exactly to the stuff. I didn't pay attention where they put it, but the stuff just disappeared. So minutes later, here come the police boom boom two two squad suvs dudes jump out you know what's going on here and they're just chaos like she took my car man and she you know he's like well did you hand her the keys there you know it's a domestic like so they separate them one's talking over there to the girl spice racks with a cop over here and he's like you know she took my car man so they're not buying the she took my car thing because of the fact that he had given her the keys. So apparently in Texas, I don't know about other states, okay? I had no awareness of this before this night, but apparently in Texas, if you hand somebody your car keys and they, they drive away, that becomes their car at that point. They're responsible for it. And you gave them their car. Now, there's an expectation that they're supposed to give it back when they're done. But if they don't give it back when they're done, you have to take them to court with lawyers and proof of, uh, I guess, your registration and title, if you have it, whatever you have proof that, to prove that that's your car, okay? If you get in a situation where somebody takes your car, you hand them your keys, they drive off, they don't bring your car back, you call the police, the police are going to tell you to go to court. Basically, that's it. So Spice Rack is like, now he's he's getting desperate because he he wants this car back so bad, but he feels like he's losing his battle here with the police. They're not buying it. They're not gonna give her make her give the car back. So he goes, she's a criminal. And so so they go, uh, is she committing? She's not committing a crime right now. And then he's like, yeah, she's she's done she's done drugs and she has she's had a history with drugs and uh, so he goes, oh, she beat me up, and so. The cop says, right now, like tonight? And he goes, oh, no, it happened a couple of days ago. And here's where I was like, 
this this woman is a professional, okay? She she this whole thing from the Craigslist ad to right now was about taking this dude for a ride. Literally. He goes, "She beat me up." And he and so the cop goes, "Tonight?" And he goes, "No, it happened a couple of days ago." She goes, "Boo boo." I got a Texas message from you right here holding up her phone, pointing to it, saying that you likes it rough. Now, what I'm supposed to do? I was like, oh, shit. She came prepared. I mean, who keeps a text message? Who keeps that? Like, who has that information and keeps those text messages on deck so that when you have this confrontation, hey, it says right here, you likes it rough. What am I supposed to do? Dude, I was like, it's over, man. It's over. Shut your, just shut your, get in the truck. We're going home. It is over. So the cops are like, yeah, guys, we're not getting, no. You go into your hotel. You guys go home. You can't be here. We're not leaving you with this situation. You need to leave. I'm like, come on, man. It started raining, right? I mean, the whole night was just falling apart for Spice Rack. So we get in the truck. Oh, yeah, the dog is now. I, I didn't even get to say goodbye to the dog. It just He just left. Took my popcorn. Anyway, get in the truck. We're driving off. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that sucks, man. That is crazy. That was wild. Like, So Spice Rack looks at me and he goes, you know what I can't understand? I'm like... Now, what's that? He goes, why did you give her my laptop? I was like, what? He goes, yeah, that the laptop, the brand new laptop in the box, that was mine. I go, why did you hand it to me with all the other stuff? He goes, ah, I, I was going to use that for leverage. I was going to trade her the car for the laptop. <laughs> he goes, now she has my car and my laptop. Like, what? Dude. You got to tell me this. If you have a plan for you got to tell me your beforehand. You just stack it up with the game of life and the trash bag and everything on top of it. And I'm just handing stuff out. Like, I don't know that you have a plan for this laptop that is apparently, I didn't know it wasn't hers. I mean, how am I supposed to know? So he's like, yeah, now she has my car and my laptop. I was like, damn, dude, that's a double whammy. So we drive down, we drive around. Now, instead of heading home, we go to the gas station, and I'm like, okay, we're going to wait a few minutes. Then we're going to go back up there. This time, you're just going to get in the fucking car with your extra set of damn keys like we should have done in the first place. Don't even tell her. Just just hop in and drive away. So we wait a while. We <laughs> we go back towards the hotel. Well, this time, I tell him I'm going to drop you off here because I don't want her to see us coming if she's watching out the window or something. But drop you here, run down this way, go behind that, like two parking lots over in the dark. Go down here, jump that way, go around there, then go get the car. And I'm going to come over here, uh, you know, I'm going to drive down here and then, you know, I'll wait for you. Drop him off. I go down the street, hit a parking lot, park in the, sh you know, in the dark. <laughs> Dog the bounty hunter style. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. And I'm looking, I'm, I can see the parking lot where the car was, but I can't see the car. I can't remember exactly what, 
spot it was parked in. It was I just know where it's in that parking lot right there. I'm facing it. Finally, I see his little head running around the parking lot, and then I get and then my phone rings again. It's a spice rack, so I, you know, answer my phone. He's like, "Dude, I can't find it." So she had taken off after the cops left. Whatever she took off, so there was gonna be no car. I don't know where. She, I guess she hid it somewhere at somebody else's house or something for a while. There was going to be no car finding tonight. So I go pick him up and we drive, I drive him back to his place. He's all upset, you know, didn't get my car. Now I don't have a laptop. Didn't get to say goodbye to the dog, whatever. So like, I guess a couple months later, he gets his car back because she got pulled over in the car, driving the car. He had, like, um, I think he had tried to report it stolen or something, but the whole thing was just not working in his favor because of the fact that he handed her the keys. So he was trying to figure out, without going to court, he was trying to come up with different ways that he could probably, might get his car back, and it well, none of it was working. He was like, I think he was begging her for it or something. I don't know. Anyway, he eventually gets the car back because she got pulled over driving the car and it was full of drugs. So the the cops, she went to jail. The cops confiscate, confiscated the car, and then when they when it was impounded, is that's when they contacted him because you know his name was on the registry or whatever. So they contacted him. He had to go pay to get his car out of impound, uh, and then his car it was trash. He had to like pay to get it fixed up just so he could sell it. I mean. It was a bad, bad situation. But that that whole night was like such an epic moment in my life. I mean, I have never... It was the greatest reality TV show I've ever been a part of. It was like being a part of Cops and Real Housewives and, I don't know, The Bachelor. I don't know, whatever. It was crazy. So... I, I hope your day and your relationship story has a better ending than that one. I mean, the ending the ending was okay because I guess he got his car back eventually. But man, she took him for a ride. You know what I told him? I said, dude, you are lucky that she didn't take your house. Because she was living there. And I mean, squatters rules in Texas are like, if you have mail sent to that house, that's your house, right? You live there. Now you got to be evicted. The fact that she just left on her own because she was tired of him or whatever, or she got the car, I don't know. I mean, it could have been a whole other thing if she had decided to just not leave the house. So I was like, dude, you kind of like, this was a horrible situation, but you kind of got off lucky that she only took your car and your laptop. And a lot of your money, you know, like she, it could have been a lot worse. So let this be a, a warning to you guys and gals out there. The, the relationship you find on Craigslist may not end the way you want it to. All right. Happy Valentine's day. Peace out. Molly Mafia podcast is brought to you by me. You'll find the music from this podcast and a bunch of other cool tunes over at bensound.com for royalties.
royalty-free music, check out bensound.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>